This is the trigger warning for our show. Please understand that various monsters had various victims and hunted in various ways, depending on the folklore, mythology, or stories that were told about them. Please understand that it is not our intent to upset you. You will be given other warnings and additional warnings depending on the episode, but this is our blanket statement. We didn't write the myths, but we are using them to tell our story. Also, this is the content warning for our show. There will be cursing. There will be some interesting ideas. We will take it in where we can, but be warned, there was beer involved. What if I told you there is a world where not only are monsters like vampires and werewolves real, but they have rights just like you and me. And in this world, there exists a secret government organization dedicated to keeping you safe and making sure they follow the rules. Welcome to Anarium, a Monster of the Week podcast. Hey everybody, it's Cameron, your favorite neighborhood podcaster guy. Back again with another episode of Anarium, a little faster than you were probably expecting. Um, and that's because something that you weren't expecting last week happened too. If you were sitting there thinking, wow, I really didn't remember where we left off. I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, it's because you were. You were missing an entire episode. Uh, your silly producer here mislabeled the episodes, and uh, you missed an entire episode. So we are going to. We did our due, dil- due diligence, and we got it done, and we're going to get it up for you this week. That didn't sound right. Uh, but you're going to be able to listen to these episodes in succession now, the way they were intended to be listened to. So thank you for your patience. Enjoy. Hi. Welcome back to Anarium. This is Sam. I am your DM. I am your keeper. I am the dude who runs the stories. Um, This is a world of my creation with various friends, families, and loved ones. Uh, It's been given life by Michael Sands, Monster of the Week. Powered by the Apocalypse, got to give a shout out to him for making a decent system that is super balanced. I am surrounded today by friends, uh, comrades, loved ones. Um, I will let them introduce themselves. All right. I'm Cameron, and I play Bernard, your clad and plaid uh, redneck guy that likes used to like to cut down trees. Now he likes to cut down monsters. Rob, who are you? I am Rob. I am our distant friend here in Denver, Colorado. I am playing Orpheus. Uh, please excuse the heinous French accent, the French Creole heinous. accent. You don't but give I am yourself happy enough credit. To be back here with you guys. Um, thanks to our listeners. Love you as well. Glad to have you back. Smooches. And who is who is this Nordic beast of a man? In front of me. <laughs> this Adonis, if you will. This Adonis, the, uh, the best of us. So, I'm Taylor. I am Marcellus, the 1,100-year-old vampire warlock that uh, has had some interesting moments lately. And uh, stick around in the next few episodes, and you'll probably hear some more interesting things about him. Oh, there's always something percolating. Hey, Internet, it's me, Rick Stafford. I'm playing Corbin Graves, who's just a big old goofy vampire, unkillable. Yeah. <laughs> good description. That's fair. That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, welcome back. Uh, for us, for you, it's been uh, about a week, maybe two. For us, it's been a few months, so please forgive any accents that might be a little off or characters that seem a little out of place. Uh, we all have lives, and some of them are more interesting than others, and <laughs> we love everyone here, so like we're understanding that that's how life works. Uh, real quick, before we get started into a recap, you know I'm going to come at you with the uh, give us a rate and review. If you think we're a three-star podcast that needs a little bit of work, but you're going to stick with us, write that. If you think we're a five-star podcast that's amazing and you enjoy listening, do that. That helps a lot with our algorithms, and the more people that like us, the more likely other people will find us. Uh, I know that's the annoying part, but I got to get it out of I, the way. I can see them rolling their eyes. Just hit the button. Just hit the button, and then type like, I like it, or something, anything, 
Hey, I'm, and, and, and realistically, I'm not afraid of negative reviews. Tell mm-hmm. us what you think. We have a uh, an email, anarium.pod at gmail.com. Uh, don't be afraid to reach out to us if something's offensive or we're misrepresenting a monster or a culture. Don't be afraid to reach out and let us know. Uh, you'll probably get a shout out and a like, hey, I messed up. I want people to know that this character was offensive and I didn't mean it to be. We're all very open about our mistakes and how we can do better. And that's what we want. So please don't be afraid to reach out. If it's racist, sexist, culturalist, whatever, please let us know. Because um, it's not the intention. Or, or positive. You could send fan art. Like weird, slashy. Yeah, fucking just weird. Oh, just, make, just okay, not gross. super weird. You I could don't, get real weird just with don't, it. No, super, guys, no. <laughs> super gay fan art. No, stop. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Cut um, that. Cut no, that. we're not cutting that. That's, no. You guys do what you want. Make sure your watermark's on it big. Make sure your signature is seeable. We'll put it on the Facebook page. We'll put it on Instagram. We'll put it out there so people can see it. Free art's free art, but we need to recognize that like your talent needs to be recognized, and you need to get like a little bit of, hey, so-and-so made this art. Check them out. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do that. We'll promote you. I, I don't like asking for free stuff, but, I mean, hey, if you want to donate, that's you. Just make sure your name's on it where we can see it. I would love to put that stuff on the Facebook page, which we have. Apparently, we have an Instagram and a Twitter. And a TikTok. And a TikTok. I don't know what any of those are because I'm I'm just that kind of old guy who lives in a, like a weird cabin who doesn't talk to anybody. But we have them. I learned what TikTok was like a year ago, and I was like, oh, I, I figured it out. I, I assumed it meant time passing. <laughs> All right. So, gentlemen. <laughs> It's been a bit, so I'm going to give you a quick recap where we left off. Good. You were inside of a cornfield in a completely blacked out nighttime flashlights <laughs> only. Rob, why you got to do that to me? Why, why you got to why you got to just make the sexual tension between us more by funny gestures? There is a completely blacked out. We've come to a town. Let me let me check and make sure cuz it's been Terror in See? Taylor's always got me on the info, and that's why one of the reasons, one of the many, that I love him. You are in Terra, Nebraska. You've shown up. There's a lot of people hiding out in the school gymnasium. The school is very well fortified. We've got people there keeping folks safe. We have left Team Zulu behind. They are watching out on the survivors. They are making sure everyone stays calm. Good choice on our part, for sure. Definitely, <laughs> because if you had stayed there, you would have already been kicked out. I, I am positive. <laughs> You have gone out, you have investigated the Amish community on the outskirts of town. You are there to kind of convince them to come back. You were given a guide. His name is the Liam Schrock. <laughs> the not a cult Amish community, despite what you were told. Liam Schrock is a young man who said, hey, I'm supposed to lead you to the home of the Laps. There's an older gentleman named Elmer Lapp, who's an elder in this community, who did not show up when the red flag went out and said, hey, everybody needs to come together to be safe. You were sent to go find him. The shortcut through the cornfield made you guys run into some ghasts. These are pale humanoid creatures with really no facial features other than a mouth. You guys dispatched them quickly. But where we have left off is in this cornfield, some slight combat. Everybody's taking a breath. Now we get to make the choice. Do we go forward to continue to Elmer Lap, or do we give up on trying to rescue uh, an elder, which may or may not gain you favor with the individual in charge, Jacob Samuelson, who has sent you to go find him? What would you guys like to do now? Okay, Uh, if I could step in, I'll I'll start. Because I had the the child with me, correct? Yes, I was you, kind of. You and Orpheus went very big on protecting the kid. Yeah. Um, I will like to point out that Orpheus dropped his glamour to to help defend and fight guests. I would also like to point out uh, you left your um, pepper shaker. your pepper shaker, as we have lovingly come to call it, with the. Um, with the stone golem is Izzy back at uh, Gertrude. When we last left off, sorry, I, I realized I, I kind of forgot this moment. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate you pointing it out to me. 
uh, Troy had shown up with our friend, the other um, Chi. Chi. Tactical Kimono. Uh, Chi, I was asked about that. Uh, Chi Takamura, the Jorigumo. The two scouts arrived at your location. Uh, Troy killed one of the guests and instantly went, oh shit, we have a problem. Um, Bernard, what do you do in this moment? I'm sorry, I kind of stole that moment from you. Continue on. You are good. I think we're all caught up. We're all there. I just wanted to make sure I, I had it right. Yeah. I, I had kind of just put my arms around him and just been like, hey, yeah. uh, super dudes, you guys take care of these things. Um, Troy is distressed. The creature is dead. He inst- Troy instantly gets out of uh, uh, his walkie-talkie. Does anybody have anything you want to add before he communicates with Team Zulu? Um, I think all mind. I'm going to do is just just attend to the child and just so Bernard. Will... I mean, he's in his teens. He's not like eight. Okay, I see. I had seen him as like eight, so he's a teenager. Uh, he's he's teens. Like okay. they trusted him enough to get you where you were going. Okay, but not put him in. <laughs> they didn't realize how unsafe it was going to be. Okay, um, so I just kind of roll over. I'm like, shit. Fuck. I mean, uh, darn. Uh, how are you, kid? You good? Um. Nothing about what just happened is okay. I th- I think I. I think I shit my pants. That's pretty normal, man. We'll change them later. Hey, uh. How's everybody else? Is it just the the humans that uh, feel like shit, or uh, you guys feeling good? Meanwhile, Corbin's like stomping on a corpse <laughs> and like, woohoo! This is great. These guys are gross. Because I did, I got, I got hurt. I think I'm. I'm uh, down no, to... you took a hit. <gasps> oh, that's right. We did. But then you used your special ability that's that right. you took no damage. I remember that now. You took that where you're not as good as you once were, but you're still good. I think that's the name yep. of the move. Yep. I'm. I am out of shape though. So. These things don't feel right. Like when you pick something up and it doesn't feel like it has the right skeleton inside. <laughs> he's just like holding it up by like the a head. sack of potatoes. Just and like, he's like this isn't right. This isn't right. This feels like an Ewok would. <laughs> Just it's wrong. On the walkie-talkie, Troy is talking to uh, Agent Broyles. Boyle. Hey, what? Boyle. Broyles. Boyle. Wait, let me I check. Boy, oh, I did name him Boyd. Jesus, I've got my said, notes right in front I of me. You said Agent Broyles, like I what? did, because that's that's the name <laughs> of the character he yeah, played. Especially in. Alan Boyd. Oh, Alan Boyd. Oh, no, that's fine. It happens. Leave it in, leave it out. Your call. My my gracious editor. Take it, take it from the uh, top. He immediately gets onto the walkie-talkie, and he goes, Hey, Alan, we have a very serious problem. You need to shut down the mages right now. Takes a quick second, a little bit of crackle. What exactly do you mean, shut the mages down? We're not on Earth anymore. We're on a different plane. And all the magic that they're using now, if they can't tap into a ley line and recharge before our time constraint is up, there's a strong likelihood they're not going to be able to work that portal long enough to get us all through it. We're not on Earth. We're in the dreamlands. Alan, there's no response from him. Gets back on, how do you know this? We just killed three ghasts in a cornfield we're not home wherever we went when we went through the portal we're not on the earth we know we're, we're on a different plane the dreamlands shit dude I don't have to explain this to you you've been around long enough he turns and looks at everyone else does everyone here understand what the dreamlands means hey kid you got that Corbin's still holding the skull and then he reaches over and grabs his mouth and goes yeah I know what's going on <laughs> Does everyone get Dreamlands? Earth is like like an onion. Various layers. The Dreamlands is where we go when we dream. That's. Let me, let me roll to investigate to see if I know anything about the Dreamlands. I'm in. Do it. I love it. Do the, it. The Newosphere? Certainly doesn't look anything <laughs> like my dreams. What 12? Well, what? Did you get a 36? What was it? Because Taylor's our best roller. Uh, 13. You are aware that the dreamlands are a different plane of existence that as we dream our minds more or less if we really want to get technical and we're not because no um you astrally project your mind goes to these lands where anything is possible 
the rules kind of bend, think people are there, things come into creation as you dream it. Um, H.P. Lovecraft wrote about the Dreamlands. There was a whole adventure, there's a whole H.P. Lovecraft branch of mythology that involves them. We're not going to touch on them super much. What you need to understand is we are not technically on Earth right now. We are on an alternate Earth that is very, very close to where we're from, but whatever we went through when we came to this town has brought us somewhere very, very different. The mages that we have may not be able to touch their ley lines. You, understanding what Dreamlands means, it's not that they won't charge, it's like trying to use the wrong charger on an item. Yep, they might be able to get some of their magic back, but everything they've used for standard operating procedure and keeping all the survivors calm or using magic to heal people is more or less gone. If we were on so a- So it's like, it's like trying to drink through a stir stick. Yes, exactly. It just takes a lot longer. It'll take way longer. And as we knew when we came in, we were kind of on a time frame because Ashley, Kansas only lasted for about 48 hours before it was gone. That's why Troy did his radio call. Okay. And I think that's what Bernard heard, like, time constraint. So I think he was asked, like, so. I think I think Bernard, being as much of an HP Lovecraft guy that he is, probably understands what the Dreamlands are. Yeah, I wasn't even going to ask about that. So what Bernard Who's wants to ask. Who's the main character in the Dreamlands novels? Oof. I've had too many. <laughs> Randolph Carter. <laughs> Randolph okay. Carter is the one who, who H.P. Lovecraft inserted himself as, as that character. Okay. Uh, so what Auburn I might ask was in relation to the, uh, well, I'll say it. <clears throat> He's like, uh, time, time constraint. What, uh, how much time are we looking at here? Uh, Troy checks his watch. He's like, based on the time frame that we've been given by Ashley Kansas's event, within the next, I think right now we're looking at about thirty-two hours. Tara, Tara's going to show back up as a burning, burnt husk. And everyone's going to be dead. We don't have a ton of time. I do not want to be here for another 32 hours. No. Hey, kid, how far did you say this place was? Uh, the kid is seriously staring at Orpheus. Um, he is seeing a tree person standing amongst the corn stalks. Now, mind you, there is no light where you guys are at. So we have, like, the light on the end of Bernard's shotgun, maybe a tactical light you guys are carrying. Most of you can, like, Corbin and Marcellus can kind of see in the dark based on what you are. Uh, Orpheus, you've got some sensation based on the fact you're in a cornfield. So you kind of have, like, that's why you had no issues interacting with anything that was around you. It's why you didn't get any negatives. It is pitch black. There is no light source. He is getting brief glimpses of the swamp creature that is of Orpheus. And he is, he understands you're there to help because clearly you were a part of the fight. You kept him safe, but he is terrified by what he is seeing. How do you react to that? Kid, I understand that I am not what you expected. I know that this look is not one of your world, but I mean no harm to you. Step closer. See me for who I am. He's, he's no, 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 no. You delete. You like. You just made a sad face. That was that was good. Uh, he's gonna respond to that. Cut this out, please. He, um, make a um, make a manipulation roll. The the charisma stat. Charisma. But give it a plus one. Give it a plus two. Plus you just two. helped okay. save his life. Give give me that charm. roll. Charm. Give me that. There's this plus two. At a plus two. You just helped save his life. I needed that plus two. Uh, that's a seven. Okay. He recognizes that you are very, very different. Everything in his religious background has taught you that whatever you are is very different and probably bad. But you just helped save his life. Though, no, maybe he does not trust you completely. He does understand that what you have just said is true. He's going to stick next to Bernard. He just watched Marcellus turn into an animal and turn back in the cornfields. He's watching Corbin play with a dead body. As of this moment, Bernard is his ground. 
And if Bernard trusts you, he's going to accept that. What do you say to that? I understand this look is not what you would come to expect. I will not push myself upon you. But do know that I will allow no harm to become of you. This... Can you show us the rest of the way? Is there anything else we need to be aware of here? We're about a mile and a half from from the lap homestead. If you guys promise to keep me safe, I can take you the rest of the way. But like he is he is aiming this at Bernard. Understand you are now dealing with a survivor. Yeah. He has seen some freaky shit in a world he is not familiar with. You are his anchor. Yeah. How do you handle that? I think he's going to go, Bernardo's going to go from pretty much just like laying, he's just kind of like laying back flat, like kind of up on his elbows. He's going to sit up now and he's going to go like, okay. So we got to get through this cornfield. What's the best formation we can get into that would protect him the most? Troy and Chi both step forward. Keep the kid in the middle. We'll go out in front. If anything shows up, we'll give you a signal. They okay. instantly disappear into the dark. Okay. And I do want to, I think Bernard will say, like, all right, I'm sticking by the kid. So Bernard wants to stick in the middle, too. He, he I will not so- let anything come from behind us. I'll be up front. Just plodding along happily. Just discard. Just throw the corpse. Just, all right, I guess. Here we go. Done with that. Done with that. And Give moving me, on. Can you point in a direction? Doodly do. Um, Marcellus. Marcellus is going to be kind of, I think, uh, Raven Overwatch flying along top. Just kind of get an advance. Are you going to change in front of the around. kid? He can't see me. Oh, I'm, 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 that's what I'm asking. Are you going to like take a few steps back into the corn, transform yeah, and fly step off? back into the corn a little bit and turn I'm... into my giant battle raven and fly up above and kind of watch and if something's coming into the cornfield I need them, you to describe what a down. battle raven looks like battle... right now because it sounds fucking amazing. Battle raven, also see... a good band name. I'm writing that down. I see a, a, I just, he's going to turn into Ray Lewis. <laughs> Ray Lewis. <laughs> so, just dirty birding the whole way. Have you ever seen a battle crow? I don't think I have. So, just describe uh, a battle uh, raven by describing it synonymously with a battle crow. He turns kind of into crow. Edgar uh, Allan Poe in armor. Is, <laughs> battle crow is just uh, same as a raven. They're just like twice the size of a normal version. So you're just, just very, very large. If somebody was to look at like a D&D book, you're a dire raven right now. Because ravens are already yeah, bigger yeah. than crows. Right, um, yeah. Alright, okay, so you're, you're basically going like full dire raven. You're like four foot tall with a wingspan of like, what, seven, eight feet flying around? Roughly, yeah. About the size of a bald eagle. Alright, okay, so you're, you're big. What a battle raven is. It's you're... a real big bird. Alright, All right. okay. A real big bird. Alright, so as you guys continue forward, Nope. And, and yeah, what you got? I want to um, put a hand on the kid's shoulder, since no one else is gonna use the religious angle and be like, "Be not afraid," which is what angels say. I need you to know that this kid watched you pick up a dead body and play with it like a puppet. <laughs> uh, That's exactly what I'm thinking. Like he's hearing you. Mm-hmm. Instantly looks to Bernard, like, is this a jabroni that I trust? Is this some, like, he is looking to you for guidance. Like, do, if something happens, am I okay with this one? Well, I want to, I want to, I want to give him the spiel. I want to. I think Bernard would just kind of nod at him, but I think he's also ready to move. Like, Bernard is. Yeah, as we're going. As we're moving. Give me a charm roll, though, to see if how this kid reacts to what you've said to him. Because, like I said. Like, the character you portrayed is very normal amongst our agents, but to this kid, you're, you're, you're puppeteering a dead body. What'd you get? Five. This child does not trust Experience. you at all. That's fine. He kind of views you as... Mark experience. Yep. Mark experience, oh. definitely. Oh, one thing. I'll try to do my best to reduce the sound. Can we just get keys, like, Sorry. over there somewhere? <laughs> so, as um, I hear Rick failing to impress this kid... Um, Rick, 
Not that, not that character's name. Not that character's name. Sorry, 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 sorry. Corbin. Uh, Corbin. Apologies. Yep. Uh, Cameron, can you fix that? Mm-hmm. As I hear Corbin uh, flailing uh, amongst this kid, uh, <clears throat> Corbin, do let your actions speak louder than your words. Your words ring hollow right now. Mm-hmm. Show the kid you can be trusted. Do not tell him. I I totally thought that Bernard was going to do his little, like, chastise thing since Corbin failed. I need you to know that, like, you walked up to this kid and, like, put your hand on him and, like, no, it's cool, we're great, be not afraid. And as, like, you pulled your hand away, it's sticky with blood and ghouls. (laughs) And, like, you get, like, weird stringiness between you and the kid, and the kid's like, I, 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 no, um, no. So the kids, you're walking. You're going through the cornfield. Up to this point, nothing really happens. You get occasional, like, a little bit of feedback. Not a ton. Like, Chi will be like, oh, I'm all clear on the west side. Troy will be like, I'm all, cl- I'm all clear on the east side. And eventually you come. Oh. <laughs> there, there's a bird. <laughs> um, you come up to the homestead. It is a traditional farmhouse. It's probably going to be two stories. It's it's not a bad home. It is an older home. It's probably been passed down to the Lap family for a few years. They've been here a bit. Um, the culture of the Amish are in this region of the world. Um, they've been around for a bit. It's an older home. As you approach, there is no light to be seen. There is no one around. What would you guys like to do? Um, how long of a range would you give me on? Uh, hills have eyes. What is that? One second. Just so everyone can see it. The trees have eyes. Uh, walls have ears. Uh, I would, would I be able to the- kind of mark it out in any way? There is enough plant light around here, plant life around here. There are cornfields all around, but even inside of this area, there is a small apple orchard in the back. Those trees can give you some information. There are bushes, there is wildlife. You are not in a concrete jungle. You are in an area very rural. Um, you would be able to do some things. Give me a roll, let's, let's see what you can see. Uh, and I was going to say, maybe the site would be better for this as well. What's that? The site, you can see the invisible, especially spirits or magical influences. You may communicate with them, uh, maybe even make deals with them. The spirits you see uh, give you more opportunities clues when investigating a mystery. All right, so Latin the trees market. have eyes. You are looking... <clears throat> Give me a minute. Give you some silence Actually, for editing in. He was cutting out before you left. I got he a German Shepherd bark in my backyard. Line. Two seconds. We're good. Okay. On one of your your rare microphone fails, if you would explain to me what um, the spirit thing is again. Yeah. Uh, so what I was looking at particularly here is going to be the site. And what I have written down for the site here is you can see the invisible, especially spirits and magical influences. You may communicate with and maybe even make deals with the spirits you see. They will give you more opportunities to spot clues when investigating a mystery. All right. So we are looking for spirits. Realistically, Orpheus, as you kind of look around at what's about you, I mean, you're not really going to see any ghosts. You might see some people who have lived there for a while. How many fucking... <laughs> what do you want from me? I carry, like, three at all times. What do you want? I'm going to go get a mechanical pencil. <laughs> Wait, I've got one. I don't hear that very often, so thank you. I have, like, three knives, dude. <laughs> at all times. So all this is drama over a pencil that I probably get. Samson, stay oh, strapped or get clapped. <laughs> just, just, I'm, I'm ready. Like I've got my Leatherman. I've got oh, the actual man. knife I carry. And if I was wearing my boots, part. I'd have the razor blade and my boot knife that I've got just to be safe. All right. Apparently, I'm doing art now. Um, what Marcellus? Dark hair, light hair. We can do that after. Where? Yeah, what's uh, happening right now? Blonde. Blonde. 
Wow. Very Nordic, but blonde. A Viking head on blonde a suit. Blonde hair, blue eyes, very Viking. 6'4", 250. Big boy. You are looking at this this homestead, and you are, you're not really seeing anything that really stands out. There might be one or two people from this family line that's been here, but, like, they're not rushing towards you. They're not... They're not super active. It's almost like an echo of people who lived here before. Um, if you really wanted to approach one, you probably could, but it might be more disruptive to them having to have it explained to them that they've died. You're, you're like I said, it's more of an echo than an actual spirit. I'll move on. All right. Um, as you guys walk forward, um. I assume somebody's eventually going to knock on the door. Who do you put forward as the face? <laughs> well, the three, had, with the three we had in the front, well, it was... Of course, Andy's going to start barking. Um, it's fine. It's cool. It's a doggo. Everybody loves a dog. dog out in and front. Where did this dog come from? She's such a good dog. Like If you guys hear her in the background, like, hey, we're sorry, but like she's a good girl. She is a good girl. She just, she's upset that we're all down in the basement, and she's not. I mean, she's, she's a good girl. Like She's super loving. She looks like a pity mix of some kind. She's mm-hmm. amazing. And I just, sorry, that's an oh, aside, you're good. but it's like, no, that, she's such a good girl. That's my baby. My family's gone for the weekend, and we are going to cuddle later, so... That's, As you that's should. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we I, I remember we had, it was Troy. Uh, dang, I wish with the girl. Troy and Chi. Chi were in the front, but then I, I know he said he was going to the front as well. He being. Uh, uh, Troy and Chi are so far ahead. They are scouting. They are they are looking for trouble before it gets there. They have probably already passed your homestead. Okay. okay. To kind of like keep an eye on what's around. Um, So there, don't consider them in your on your functions. Until something happens, and then they'll probably show back up. All right, then I I think I will kind of take the lead since I am the closest to um. I, I so I can stop calling him the kid. What was his name? Uh, his name is um Liam Liam Schrock. I'm gonna look down and say like, all right, Liam, this the place. The kid nods his head. He's he's kind of in a weird state of shock between everything he's seen. And kind of what's happening, this is not what he expected. He's not so terrified that you're carrying him, but he's understandably scared. I mean, okay. you're looking at like 16, 17-year-old, old enough that an elder of their community would go, Hey, Liam knows how to get there. We're going to send him with you. But not. he's not an adult. Yeah. And so this is all very, very new, very alien to yeah. him. But he's holding up well for for given the situation. Yeah. So I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to... I'm going to just ask him, I'm going to say, you feel comfortable knocking on the door? He he gives you, like, a weird, like, looking around, looking at everybody, because I assume everyone kind of stops and looks at him. Like, and, and he's, he finds his confidence in that moment. And he goes up and he, he knocks on the door. And an elderly gentleman answers it. And presumably this is the Elmer that you were looking for. He has a double-barreled shotgun that he initially points in Liam's face and then stops and goes, What what are you doing here, kid? This that now's not the time to be out. I think I'll, I'll I'll put mine on my on my shoulder and be like, ah, a man after my own heart. Who who are these strangers? Who are the outsiders? What is that? I love the pet cemetery, Sam. I love it. <laughs> Working on it. Yeah, unfortunately, this is going to be a part of a conversation you're going to have to have with yourself. <laughs> That's true. What is, what is that? Liam turns around and he looks at Orpheus and he looks back at Elmer and he says, "I I understand that it's very abnormal, but like we're always teaching a church about how God works in mysterious ways, and I, I think He may have sent these people here to help us. We've." We've been gathered to the home of the Samuelsons, and um, we we need to go there. And everyone was really worried because you're one of our elders and you're important. We, we would really like it if you would come with us back to where everyone else is at, so we can keep you safe. Of course, Elmer kind of looks around outside and he's like, "Is the thing gone? Because there was there was all kinds of stuff out there earlier, and there were a bunch of these pale things with no faces, and then." Then the house started to shake, and eventually, 
It came out. It was back by the orchard. I'm not leaving this house until that thing's gone. I I don't feel safe, and I I know inside this home God will protect me. But out there, with your strangers, I can't. Now, kid, get in here. Get in here and let them deal with it. It's out there. It's out in the orchard. You guys need to go deal with it, and then I'll go where you like. But you, you you're gonna have to deal with that thing. While he's doing that, Marcellus is obviously able to hear that as a raven. Um, he's gonna fly behind the house and shapeshift back and get on the radio and tell Troy and Chi, hey, this this old guy that we were talking to said there's something big in the orchard back here behind his house. You guys need to get here. We need to see what's going on. Okay. Uh, both of them uh, do the double click on the radio. They don't actually respond. They just let you know they heard. Yep. Um, they're staying quiet, which probably means that there's something that they are aware of. But something you, near them. You yeah. You get the double click. The yep response. All right, Orpheus, what you got for me? <clears throat> Do you want my persona contra moi? God before me, none shall be against me. The old man kind of gives you a nod. Then he closes the door slowly. He doesn't slam it in the face, but he respects that you are you are giving him scripture. Um, he understands that to an outsider, religion is a very big part of their culture, even if they are as people, there is more to them than that. But with how the child has spoken and how he has spoken, he understands that what you are saying to him is an attempt to connect. He appreciates that, but he still does not feel safe enough to come outside. Okay, uh, out of character, real quick, I have a question. Intimidating someone and, like, manipulating, is that, is that like, the same? I forget. That's not the same thing, right? Ultimately, you're going to make the same role. Okay. Uh, unless, I mean, if you're really going for I'm going to murder you if you don't come out of this house... I'll probably let you roll some kick some ass. My see, it wasn't gonna be I'm gonna murder you, but it was gonna be along the lines of like, hey, you are going to fucking die. I'm not telling you that I'm gonna kill you, but you're gonna fucking die very soon unless you come with us. Or you just let us in so we can talk. What would you like to do? Is that is that a moment you'd like to have? Kind of like he just shut the door in our face, and this shit is very serious. And I mean, if you want to pound on the door and try to get him to come back, we can do that. Okay, that that's what, push that, your foot in the door frame before he closes. Well, it's it's already happened, so I don't want to retroactively change anything. So it happened. I tried to be cool. I was standing there, shotgun on my shoulder, trying to be unintimidating as I could be in the situation. Uh, so yeah, I think Bernard's going to kick the door a couple times, like with his foot, not not like trying to kick it open, but he's going to kick it low or like on the the bottom of the frame and just kind of kick it and be like hey Elmer comes back to the door he opens it slightly shotgun is not aimed at you but it's still in his hands what did you deal with the thing in 30 seconds cuz i don't think you did and if you didn't i ain't leaving his house let me explain something to you you me and the kid here we're the only thing here with a heartbeat. Whatever was out there, see the guy covered in blood or, I don't know, I presume it's blood. It's Corbin Waves. Yes. <laughs> Whatever was in the field is dead. I can't speak to the orchard. What I can promise you is that if you stay here on your own, you will die. I won't lie to you and tell you there's not a chance that you won't die if you come with us or if you let us in. But it's a lot higher than zero chance if you come with us. We can explain a lot more if you let us in, if you feel uncomfortable. But our friends over there, I kind of gestures towards what he imagines would be the orchard. We tried to talk to him. Radio silence. Something serious is happening over there. So either we leave 
and you're on your own with whatever's out there. Give me a charm roll. Okay. The way you phrased it, the way you handled it, that's more charm than threat. Of course you did. Oh, of course. Well, you did. it's minus two. That's why I was asking. <laughs> so it's still an eight. All right. He is hearing what you're saying. He's clearly receptive to what you were saying. He is not opening the door more. He's not angry. He's not He's not giving you a no, done. He is hearing what you are saying. Whatever he has seen is more scary than the threat you just put in front of him. And as you are saying this, you can feel vibration in the ground. Something is coming, and it is large. Did you ask him what he was talking about? <laughs> I think I'm just like, I was going to look at him like, seriously now, like, you need to let us in this house. Because I'm sure he feels it too. Given your role. You have not convinced him to leave with you, but you have convinced him that you are an ally. He opens this door for you guys to enter. You can enter the home with him. You have Your role was successful enough that, no, no, he's not going to run with you, but you can come inside. Okay. I will, I will go in as soon as uh, Liam enters. I will go in right Kid's now. already inside. Okay. He was the only one he let in before. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah, I'm... I'm going to go in. Um, so Marcellus is out back by the orchard waiting for this thing to come and doesn't know everybody's going in the so, house. Well, I, I thought this... you could hear us. I thought you could hear everything. I thought we... No, I did as a raven, but I'm on the radio with Troy and G. That's all right. So Troy and G are going to show up to your location very shortly and kind of let you know what's yeah. going on. So is this yeah. like a deck we are on? Um, a it's porch. A porch. A very small porch. It is not like a wraparound porch on bigger homes. This, this, this is a modest home. So it's it's a small porch, some stairs leading up to the front door. Wood porch, stone porch, stone, uh, plastic, stone, stone. Um, I'd like to go ahead and cast the trees have eyes, walls have ears on this porch as we're kind of walking in with that vibration I'm feeling. Okay. Um, as I understand it, that's more of sending out a call to everything around you. So you may touch an object made of a natural material, such as wood or stone, gotcha. and inconspicuously mark it. At any point, you may tune into the object, see, hear, smell from it, losing all of my current senses while doing so. This effect may be magically dispelled if detected. I may have one of those marks at a time. Can you repeat that? You broke up a little bit. It's that last yeah. part, that last sentence. I can touch a material and conspicuously mark it, I can tune my senses to it. Tuning my senses to it causes me to lose all my current senses as a sentient being. Uh, the effect may be dispelled if detected, and I can only have one at a time. All right, so this porch is, um, to give you a little bit more, um, is actually connected to the foundation of the home. So you now so it have... So natural. Yeah, you have, you have some connection to the entire foundation of the home now so if anything were to cross the the foundation of the home you would be aware of it only while tuning in on it it's not innate okay so it's not a constant it's not it's a, like a security I camera have to get it back at the i pretty much have to give up my sense of self to tune into the sense of self on the object okay uh, Corbin, what do you do? We know Marcellus is up back. We know Bernard's in the front door. We know Orpheus is going in. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? What are you thinking? Do you go inside to have conversation, or do you go find Marcellus? Yeah, I'm going to go around back with Marcellus. I'm going to see what the, the thumping is. Okay. And my bad for misinterpreting. I thought we were all on a radio. Or are we far enough away from Gertrude? Is that Was that like our – I thought we could all hear each other. You have radios, but you kind of have to activate it. I don't. Okay. I don't know if we've ever discussed. Like, I exactly. thought we did, and I guess I thought that I had heard that it was more of like we could hear what was happening. Like it was more like no. A, it, that's only only in Gertrude has uh, like microphones on the outside of it. So if we're inside Gertrude, we can hear everybody talking outside. But on our I don't personal radios, Gertrude. we have to 
actually. Okay, like, and maybe that's what I misheard. Okay. 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 Um, Troy and Chi approach Corbin and um, Marcellus in the back. Uh, toward the back of the house, out back, you've got probably 12 apple trees. A big pear tree in the center. It's a pretty wide distance back. There's a road that kind of runs along the side of the house. There are, are There is corn, fully grown, so you're not getting a ton of view. Troy walks up, and he says, Hey, I found some tracks. They're big, and... I don't, I don't know what it is, but I can feel the vibrations as it's walking. It's close. Chi then pipes in and goes, I found a few bodies of other ghasts partially eaten. Whatever it is is bigger than them, and it considers them prey. We should be very, very careful as we continue forward. Back in the house, we have Orpheus and... Bernard being walked through an entryway. In this entryway, we're looking at coat hooks, we're looking at a small cabinet area, probably a washer and dryer, but old style, like a bucket and a strainer, because this this is an Amish community. They don't have the traditional electronics, but it's the idea that it's close to the outside. So when the laundry's done, it can be taken out and hung. Through this tiny entryway, you take a left turn and there is a kitchen. It's very small. You've got your cabinets, you've got a cooking area, you've got a stove with a fire in it. That is where Elmer has taken you. What would you two, like, how would you like to continue this interaction? I know uh, Bernard made it kind of seem like he wanted to ask some questions. Before we see what's outside and things really start, what, what would you like to do in this moment with this older gentleman? May I take a seat and meditate? On that which needs focus. Uh, you're more than welcome to take a seat at my table. He's very uncertain about you. He's taking the kid's word that the giant tree man is okay. He's very uncertain about you. Not, I just... Not aggressively, but uncertain. I, I, knowing when I focus on these things that it, I look tranced and wide-eyed and all that. I just want to sit at the table, cross my hands, and bow my head as if I were praying, but 100% focus on this foundation. Seeing, smelling, tasting, hearing, anything that would not be what I would expect. You are getting a little bit more. The foundation is big enough and full enough that you are, you are getting some, a few feet out, that you can tell as you sit here where Marcellus, Corbin, Chi, and Troy are at around the home. You, you can't really sense much beyond that. They're staying kind of close, but you, you're getting a general sensation. Bernard, what do you got for me? What, what, what are you saying to this old man? You got, your, you got yourself in. What are, you, what are you doing now? I think he's going to just, whatever, I don't know if I'm close to the table or whatever I would be close to. But you tell me. Whatever flat surface I'm closest to, he's going to kind of, like, and make a point of it, eye contact. He's going to set the gun, his, well, gun-axe hybrid. I believe you gave it a name. Lucille. Thank you. Lucille Plus. <laughs> uh, he's going to sit her down in front of him, like, and make, again, making a gesture of it, like, Maybe not a big grand one, like, oh, look, look, look what I'm doing, but just kind of eye contact, setting it down. Um, and he's going to say, what can we do? Gesturing to himself and the, the tree man. <laughs> to get you to leave this house with us. You can deal with the thing that's out there that's been killing stuff left and right that's it yeah that's what's keeping me in this home that's why I didn't leave that thing's been coming around them weird little things the white things with no faces they come around I ain't gotta worry about them but the big thing that thing shows up them little things they get eaten they get killed I'm not going out there with that thing still around okay I think he wants to look at Liam and say you alright if I go outside for a little bit the kid is noticeably concerned, but slowly nods his head 
in a gesture of, I understand this is what you do, it's not what I do. I'm giving you the understanding that I have confidence that you're not going to go out and die. Okay. I think he's going to, I think Bernard will walk to the door. He's going to turn and he's going to tap pretty softly like by the doorway with, with Lucille. But I didn't say he grabbed the gun. He did. Knowing that, or at least I'm thinking. I'm assuming I would feel that tap. Yep, thinking yeah. that Orpheus, with what he has going on, and he's just going to say, you coming with? I assume if you're tapping the foundation, I would hear that, Sam? Yeah. That's my idea. Everything inside, you are very well aware of. You knew he was getting up and moving before he got to the door. The vibrations of his footfalls let you know he was leaving. I'll just uh, nod to the old man and uh, just a nice little appreciative nod and follow right out. All right. Well, I open the door. He's there with me, and I'm going to look back and say, if we're not back in five minutes, just wait longer. What's, what's your time scene? Because that's the end of an episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, they would be close. <laughs> All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode. The episode that was intended to come out last week. Um, before the episode that you have probably already listened to. Um, and just my apologies again. Like I said, I... I saved them wrong. I saved them under the wrong uh, file names. And I mixed them up, and that is my fault. Um, So if you felt a little lost in the story, like you missed something, you didn't. uh, At least not of your own doing. (laughs) Uh, There was just a full episode that wasn't in there. So we got it there for you. Um, Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for... uh, To the people that emailed us and let us know that we missed something, because otherwise I would have kept going, and you guys would have... Uh, miss the explanation of the dreamlands and all the things that were happening so uh, yeah hope you guys enjoyed it uh, remember to rate and review and tell a friend uh, you can let us know anything you want to hear differently uh, suggestions anything like that you can email us or on any of our social medias let us know it'll be great we'll be glad to hear it <laughs> thank you guys have a good day bye